This is the Faithful Christian Podcast, a podcast that hopes to encourage you in your walk and your love for our Lord Jesus Christ. During this time that it seems very unpopular to stand for the truth, we hope to be your go-to resource to encourage you to stand for what is true and right according to God's word. Let's go on this journey together. Welcome back to Faithful Christian. This is Christian, and I have with me today my homie, my G, Joanna. Hey! What up? <laughs> Hello, guys! How are you, Joanna? I am great. How are you? I am great. <laughs> <laughs> so original, Christian. <laughs> I'm all right. You know, I got a lot going on. You're but, right. you know, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging Hang on. In there. Hang on, player. Hanging in there. So, me and Joanna... Went to college together, but we never met in college. Nope. We met when we both moved back to the D.C. area, and we went to the same church. Same church. And I saw her <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, why Why am I just now meeting you when I move back home? It's crazy. So she's a great friend. She's a great person to know. If you know me, then you could get to know her. So hit me up, and maybe we'll make that happen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to get right into it like we always do. No point of delaying the inevitable faithfulness is from the greek word pistis which is to hold fast and steady the most faithful example we have in scripture is god he is faithful to keep his promise even we are not faithful and i think everyone who's a christian thinks about that verse when they first think of faithfulness and when it comes to god and i i get leery when i hear popular quotes from christians because i'm like are we using this in context so me being me of course i googled the verse and i listened to a couple of different opinions on it and i read in my um what is it called what is bible it? no not my bible commentary my commentary thank yes. you i read in my commentary <laughs> <laughs> different things and i'm gonna read the scripture second timothy 2 11 through 13 here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. So my question was, what is the context of this? If we die with Christ, we will live with him. That's clearly stated. If we endure through self-denial, we will reign. That's clearly stated as well. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. And that's the part that people take and run with. And I do believe that God is faithful. And when we are faithless, but I think looking at this text and I mean, people may disagree, but he's faithful to both the negative promises that are there and the positive ones. So the disowning, he's faithful to that. Yeah. You know, like he is faithful to his word. And mm -hmm. the very last thing it says in that, for he cannot disown himself. Yeah. So his faithfulness is ultimately to himself because he is the supreme being. He is the holy God. He's the righteous God. Um, so I wanted to start with that and just to kind of us build around that. Um, faithfulness is, I think, something very serious. But to press again, as I've pressed with all the rest of the episodes, as a believer, these are not things that we cultivate in ourselves. They are cultivated by the Holy Spirit. So mm. for those of us who have the tendency to worry, like, well, have I been faithful? If you are the Lord's, the Lord's cultivating the fruit of the Spirit of faithfulness in you. And mm. be encouraged knowing that he will complete the work that he started because he is faithful to his word. That's kind of what I want to start with. That's what awesome. Thoughts? Um, so, I mean, I whenever I start something... Just like having a conversation, I always like to define, mm -hmm. you know, just to have a better understanding of what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in 2 Timothy, that, that gives us a great definition, you know, like God is faithful to his word. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I just looked up uh, trying to define what faithfulness is to have a better understanding, mm -hmm. I got that, you know, faithfulness is the act of being true to your word or promise, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's the ability to follow through on a commitment with dedication, you know? So like that verse says, whatever, if the good promises and the bad promises that God has, he's going to follow through, mm -hmm. right, on those promises, on his word. God is not like man that he should lie. Um, so for me, 
obviously God is the best example of faithfulness. Um, I'm a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> I volunteer hey. in the Sunday school. <laughs> so I like to just like break things down on very elementary level. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the word of God in general should just be broken down in a very elementary level. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to understand more like, okay, what is faithfulness? Yes, mm-hmm. it's the being true to your word and promise. But how does that look like? What are some examples in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so there are three three different um, examples of Bible stories of faithfulness. I don't know if you want to dive into no, that I mean, right now. No, I think, um, yeah, we can dig right into that. So what does faithfulness look like in the life of a believer? Um, what are things that we're called to be faithful to is the question that I asked mm. when I was researching it. So I think your point, just getting right into it, like what are people, what are situations in the Bible where people are faithful? Um, but before we get to that, mm. like what are some things that you think we're called to faithful to? I I mean, I want you to go ahead and, I'll, and yeah. I'll, I can follow I up. I mean, there's, there's, there's a wide variety of things, I guess, that we are called to be faithful to. Number one, we're called to be faithful to to God, first of all, you know, Mm -hmm. called to be faithful in this walk as believers, you know, we're called to be faithful to the word of God and to, you know, the promises of the word of God to to believe in it, to act upon it, Mm -hmm. to not be shy about it, especially, you know, in, in this world, it's so easy for us as believers to you know we're we're not popular <laughs> yeah. so it's very easy for us to to shy away from God's word and we're called to be faithful to our spouse you know mm-hmm. we've made a promise your wedding day you make that promise in front of God you make that promise in front of your family and friends we're called to be faithful to each other mm-hmm. um just in every avenue of life you know no matter what it is we're doing we're called to be faithful um, we're called to be true to our word. Mm-hmm. You know, your word is the, the the most important thing out there. You know, the the little saying that gets on my nerve is um, sticks and stones will break, break my bones, but words, words can never hurt me. Oh. Like false. Your words can and will hurt because they're the most powerful thing out there. Once you say it, you can't take your word back. You know, so we're called to be faithful to our word and to our promises. Mm-hmm. Um so just in every avenue of life, you know, let your yes be your yes. Let your no be your no at work, at home, in your marriage, in your relationships. We're just, we're called to be faithful overall, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. So some things I said, you said one of them, I believe that you're to be faithful in our belief in God and his promises. Hmm. Um, that is the whole, that's the whole point. You know, we're Christians because one, we have faith in God. And what is our faith if we don't believe the promises that are in the word of God, Mm. you know, and Mm. how can we grow and expect to grow if we are lackadaisical about, you know, being committed to what he says in the word, Um, which is my second thing that I said, sticking with what he says in spite of what the world Mm. or what the circumstances might tell us. Yeah. Like, remember that all things work for our good. good, like all things will work for our good, you know, that God is working no matter what it looks like. And I think that's something that I, like, I oftentimes, I just think about a lot because it is so easy for us to fall trapped to different thoughts, like different thought patterns. And sometimes, if I'm honest, I, I just want to be like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want. Yeah. It's your life. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I can't have that attitude because that's not how we're called to live. We're called to be set apart. Yeah. Um, that is a call to faithfulness. You know, we're not of this world. We're in the yeah. world. We're not of the world. We're going to look different. And we are new creations in Christ. I believe I pressed that before in another episode. And I'm going to press that because I don't like it when Christians, and I use the term Christian just generically in this yeah. case, come to Christ or come to Christ or go to church, whatever the case is for this individual, and they look no different. Yeah, wow. And it, and they could very well be a Christian. They're either just slower in their growth. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But I feel more times than not, there's a lot of people just making excuses for themselves to live a life that's rebellious to what the Lord teaches. Or yeah. they're just too comfortable in their own ways. And yeah. that, to me, is, like, scary. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, we're supposed to look different. You yeah. know, we're not supposed to be the same. 
Yeah. Like, we're supposed oh, to look man. different. We're going to be rejected. Mm-hmm. We're going to get persecuted. Yeah. We're promised those things. And we should be faithful to pursuing holy, righteous living. Yeah. And like I always come back to, it's not us doing it on our own. We have a helper to help us do mm-hmm. those things. That's that's so. crazy. This is this is something I, I feel like the past couple of years that have just really been heavy on my heart. As far as, you know, the, the, the word of God says you will know them by their fruit, right? And like you said, Christian, we're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, and this is a conversation that, you know, we have had in the past of just like being set apart as believers and not going with the popular, not going with the masses. You know, nowadays it's, it's. If you're not all about include, include, what is that? Inclus- inclusivity. Yeah. You're inclusivity. Not inclusive. You and know, that, all the cool catch, yeah. catchphrase words out there. And that's like, that's not cool. And so many of, you know, my, my believer friends and people that I'm like, oh yeah, you're a Christian, but they look, you know, no different than the word, than the word. Yeah. Than the world. Sorry. As far as just going along, you know, go. So many examples, like, oh, I'm going to go to this march and that march. I'm like, well, do you know, like, the meaning of that? Like, do you know why that's, that is? Or, you know, I I just really believe that as Christians, we need to do, we need to really just take a stand, you know? Jesus, when he was on this earth, he was very unpopular. You know, he went against the masses, right? Mm-hmm. But he was faithful to the word of God, you know? Um just about everything he said, they didn't yeah, agree yeah. on. Like, yeah. you know, the Pharisees was like, what? You're doing this? You know, it was just like, but that's what Christianity is. Christianity isn't just like, you know, being popular and having fun. No, it's it's being faithful to the word of God, knowing that the God we serve is a God of, he's a loving God, but also he's a God of wrath, you know? And I think I've just gone on a whole nother level here. So I'm going to bring it back in. Uh, but yeah, I just really... Wrath. What do you mean wrath? <laughs> My God is loving, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, man. But, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I've been really thinking and praying about, of just knowing that where I'm called right now, you know, at, at work, I'm called to be a light in darkness. You know, I'm called to be to shine God's light, I'm not going to look the same as my coworkers and I'm not supposed to look the same, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's recognizing that and knowing that it's okay if, if what I believe is unpopular. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, that's good. It's a little tangent. No, I mean, it's (laughs) a conversation. It's a conversation. Yeah. So I, I think the other thing I wanted to talk about is that we're faithful. We're called to be faithful in prayer. Ooh, yeah. And that is, Yet another point of growth for me, because I find myself, you know, at the same time being like, oh, yeah, I woke up this morning. Thank you, God. Let me get in the car, get in the traffic, (laughs) get to work and not say a word to you, Mm. you know. And the other night I was just so convicted, like convicted deeply about that. I go to everyone else when I have problems and I'll listen Mm. to them and they'll give me good godly advice. Yeah. And I'm like, I have access to god myself i can pray about this so like the other night i just before i went to bed i literally i was in the bed i just got on my knees in my bed i was just like i just need i need to like sit here and just talk to you about what's going i felt so heavy Mm. i felt so burdened and i think it's a shame that for me i can't speak for anyone else that i go to god the most in prayer when i have a lot going on And I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. I feel burdened. I feel in need. Mm -hmm. But he wants us reliant on him. And I think um, with everything that I'm going through right now, I'm learning that God is wanting to be with me through it all, the good and the bad. And he's walking with me through it all. So we're called to be faithful in prayer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I read this verse in one of the other episodes. I'm going to read it again. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer. Hmm. So constantly, um, faithfully, you know, we are to be in prayer. We're to rejoice in hope and to be patient in tribulation. And that's a call of faithfulness. Like I think in most places in scripture, we can see a call to faithfulness in Hmm. some aspect, but this verse in particular has really been kind of convicting to me. One thing I want to say about that, you know, it says be constant in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
once we have to understand that prayer is just a conversation with God. And mm-hmm. this is something that I'm still figuring out and really still working through, yeah. you know, um, it's great when we are able to get away into our prayer closet and really, you know, cry out to God, you know, it's a conversation with him, you know, like you said, when you're, when you're driving to work, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're having that conversation with God. And you're just talking to God. And like, yeah. sometimes I like, I find, I just have to laugh because I'm like, I literally just have started doing this where I'm like, Lord, <laughs> Lord Jesus, <laughs> like God, uh, that's funny. Or like, I don't know. I just like literally talk to him. I'm like, um, so God, this is how I feel. And, <laughs> but it's just a constant conversation that, that you're having. It doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. Of course, yes, get away into your prayer closet. For sure. Do that. But just being mindful that, like, you know, just that you just talk to God. You yeah. know, just how I'm talking to you yeah, right yeah. now. And how you talk to your best friend. Yeah. Talk to God. I was even reminded through someone I was talking to, you know, I was just confessing sin to a brother. Mm. And he was like, there's no shame. Like, you confessing, we're talking to God together as we talk. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I don't ever think about my conversation with my friends and me talking with God at the same time. He's literally with us, you know. Yeah. He's listening to us and he's with us in the moment. Mm. And I think that has allowed me so much more freedom when I'm talking to friends. Mm. Um, Because I know that, especially if they're believers, we can welcome God into our conversation and he... Mm. We're talking to him, you know, yeah. as I think, as we're encouraging each other, we're talking, we're, God's right here with us and we're talking to God. Like, I know. Me, That's so cool. Hi, God. Awesome. What's up? <laughs> what up, Jesus? No, but yeah, it's awesome. Um, one thing that I, I started to do very recently, I like read in a book of just like, um, grateful meditation or gratitude or whatever. Um, so I started just doing this every morning when I wake up, I'm just, you know, I say, Lord, this is the day that you've made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm. And I try to remind myself throughout the day of like just of saying things that I'm thankful for. Usually I try to do this in the morning of just like really focusing on just the the great things that God has done in my life. Um, And it's been helpful. And I've been doing this for probably about a week now. (laughs) So (laughs) this isn't like, oh, yeah, Joanna's got it. Like, no, this is something I'm working on and working through um, of just including God in my in my day to day life. Yeah, that's awesome. Dope. All right. Well, let's um, go on and let's talk about some examples of faithfulness in scripture um, just to encourage us and to help us to see that there are people who have had struggles and who even in spite of their problems and in spite of their shortcomings were mm-hmm. still faithful to God's promises. And these are some, some of the examples I have, at least are Old Testament. And, you know, just amazed. I'm amazed when I think of the people in the Old Testament that were believers because yeah. they weren't yet given the Holy Spirit. No. And that How you do to that? me is like, <laughs> yo, awesome. they were faithful to God still. Right. Like, they sinned, you know, but they were faithful. They they still followed and listened to him. Yeah. And how much greater do we have it now that we have a helper who lives within us? Yeah. And we have it so well. Like I you know, I, I think I'm guilty of saying, Oh, they had it so much better when Jesus was on earth. He was right there with them, they could see him. But they saw him and some of them didn't believe they him. They still, still didn't believe, yeah. So how do we think we'd be any different? You know, so we have a Holy Spirit. And God's opened our eyes and we should be marveled and amazed that we believe. Yeah. Because that is a miracle. True. So anyway, back to faithfulness in scripture. Um, (laughs) One of the people I think about when I think of faithfulness is Noah. Mm, Wow. And he was amazingly faithful. (laughs) Sorry, Joanna just dropped a frog. (laughs) Okay. It's a little green frog. So side note. I usually record in my niece's playroom in my basement because it's like the one room in my house that doesn't echo. Echo, echo. So <laughs> that's why she dropped the frog. Anyway, Anyways, back, back to, to Noah. Noah. My man's Noah out here being faithful. Noah was amazing because he gets this word from God. Hey, there's going to be a flood. Yeah. There has never been a flood on earth no before rain. Noah's time. At least not, I don't know if there was, but at least not of this magnitude that they were expecting. Most of them never seen rain, I guess. But, um, <laughs> you know, he started to build, he starts to build this ark yeah. and people are mocking him. Like yeah. people are wow. like, what are you doing? You're crazy. You're foolish. And he's just, he just continues 
to build the ark. He continues to do it day after day, mm-hmm. week after week, yeah. month after month, year after year, until <clears throat> finally the ark is complete and yet no rain. And people mm-hmm. are like, man, this dude is lunatic. He's a lunatic. <laughs> He's psycho. Yeah. Like, what is going on in his brain? Yeah. I can only imagine how his family felt. Like... <laughs> Like, yeah, that's my dad. He's building the ark. <laughs> I can imagine, like, the, the feedback they got from, like, other people in, oh, the, gosh. in the neighborhood. Like, yo, your dad is crazy. Right. He's building this big boat. We haven't seen rain in this amount of time. Y'all. Whatever. Somebody get, get, is it him? I don't really know. Oh, no. But anyway. <laughs> and then what that's happens? So Finally, he gathers the animals and guess what? It starts raining. Yeah. You know, he was faithful. To complete the task that God told him to complete. Yeah. In spite of what the world was telling him. He looked Mm -hmm. foolish for the sake of obeying God's word. And Hebrews 11, 7 says about Noah, by faith Noah, when warned about things Mm -hmm. not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. Like, now he is in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11 because of his obedience. Hey, hall like, of faith. Look I at like you, that. Noah, <laughs> balling. So, you know, Noah is like one of my favorite examples of that. Um, yeah. You want to go ahead and tell one of yours? Yeah. Before that, holy fear. That just stood out to me. I never realized it's like holy fear. What is holy fear? Like, Ooh, great question. Like, it sounds to me just like fear 2.0. Just like so much reverence, like on another level. Yeah. You know? So um, I, I think another way to look at holy fear is like reverence. It can also mean for the fear of God's judgment. The fear of God is felt because one understands the fearful expectation of judgment. Ooh. That's good. Fearful expectation of judgment. Wow. I think, man, just to go off of like on that part, like to fear God is healthy because we need to realize that he is the one that has the power to not only destroy the body, Mm. but, you know, he is the one who holds the key to hell. You know, he created this terrible place. Yeah. That wasn't designed for humans, one. um, And those who don't know him, you know, will end up there. Yeah. And that is a reason for, like, to have holy fear. Like, that should be enough for us to share the gospel with everyone. For real. Like, yo, people that we work with who don't know the Lord are, you know, destined for this place that is terrible. So thanks that's, for pointing that out. That yeah. was, that's worth stopping and yeah. thinking about. I think it's amazing that Noah, just, like, without all of this, without, like, you know, b- way before Jesus and the Holy Spirit, he had that type of reverence, you know, mm-hmm. um, for God. That's that's amazing. Like, no wonder why God chose him, the one man who was faithful, you know, mm-hmm. to continue human life. So that's that's such a great example in the Bible. One of the ones that I looked up, remember, Sunday school teacher, love it. <laughs> Breaking it down for the kids. So we talked about in the beginning how faithfulness, it's its in our everyday life, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously with God, but it's in our everyday life. So a great example I found for just like faithfulness to family is Ruth. Ruth and Naomi, after her husband died and, and all of that, you know, Ruth was just so faithful to Naomi. Mm-hmm. Where Naomi is like, okay, you go this way. I'm going to go this way. You know, like you go back to your family and... And Ruth was like, no, in, in Ruth one sixteen, she says, for where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. You know, she says, your people will be my people. Mm-hmm. And that's just such an amazing story. You know, faithfulness often means putting others first and staying loyal and true to your family, to your friends, and just, you know, your, your loved ones. Yeah. And uh, in the Bible, I just, I just love that story. It's, it just means, you know, trusting that when we are faithful, when we honor God, he will show up. In this story, you know, because of Ruth's faithfulness, you know, she went with Naomi and um, she listened to Naomi's advice and mm-hmm. she found her Boaz. And, hey, hey get it, Boaz. <laughs> Shout out to all the Boaz out there. Um, but I don't know. It's just so awesome. So, like, faithfulness, having that faithfulness to your family the story of Ruth is just a great example. One thing I think I highlighted was like when we're faithful, 
our faithful God will take care of all of our needs, right? Ruth was faithful and God took care of, of, of her needs in that aspect. So, yeah. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Hey, when you grow up in the church. Seek ye first, though. <laughs> Remember, you got to seek yeah. the kingdom. And then all these things will be added we'll be to added. you. So he provides for us when we seek him and yeah. we make him our ultimate treasure. Um, so, side note. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. For sure. So, yeah, that's um, faithfulness to family. Is awesome. there another one that, that you had? Another um, example? I have two others. Me but too. I think, okay, Abraham. Who? Okay. Abraham, my boy. Yes. The father of our, like one of the founding fathers of our faith. And Abraham was not perfect. Noah wasn't perfect either. But, you know, we saw in the promise that Abraham received from God that he and his wife, they were growing impatient. So they tried to provide their own way of him having children. And they did. And we talked about this in a, in a couple episodes ago about Abraham. I think I bring him up a lot because I do, I've read a book on obedience and Abraham was the main character in it. And I was just inspired by his faith. Yeah. I was inspired by his obedience in spite of the opposition. And I was inspired by everything that he went through. Like he was going to sacrifice the promised child that yeah. he had. That's he was going to That's sacrifice. Insane. He literally had the knife in his hand. Like, can you really imagine, guys? Like, like what uh, in the world? Wow. Like, and then, of course, the Lord had an angel stop him, and there's a <laughs> ram in the bush, in the um, in the thicket, and it's like, oh, well, just kidding. Now you're right. gonna go home with me. Imagine how how Isaac, Isaac <laughs> felt. Like, bruh, you're about to kill me. You expect yeah. me just to walk home with you and not be mad? I'd right? be upset. But um. <laughs> I like that Abraham is just so chill. He's like, the Lord's going to provide the sacrifice. <laughs> meanwhile, what? Isaac is on the altar like, mm. Are you sure about that? Because I'm on this altar right now. Right. But anyway, I yeah, I was just inspired by his faith. Um, He was faithful to the promise. And yeah. because of his faithfulness to the Lord, even with his downfalls, um, he was also added into Hebrews 11, into that hall of faith. And it says about him in verses 8 through 12, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Mm. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. And that promise was just, that's beautiful. You know, that's like poetry to my ears. Yeah. Seeing how... (laughs) God provided for them. He was awaiting the city that God promised, you know, and yeah. I think we're, we're all awaiting that promise. Yeah. You know, we're all awaiting that great day when we'll be with the, our Lord and the city that will never corrupt. It will never be corrupted by man's evil schemes or moth or dust. And the best part is that we'll be with our God. Yeah. And Abraham was waiting that, you know, and that, yeah. that's awesome. From that far back, he's awaiting the same promise that we're awaiting. And through his line, like through his seed, yeah, we got our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has existed from the beginning of time. But, you know, we got the we got we got yeah. the promised son who was the promised one who was going to mm-hmm. crush the serpent's head yeah. in the very beginning of the Bible when we were given the gospel. Come the first. on. That's awesome. Like, dang. <laughs> like, how awesome is that? Yeah. I just, um, uh, I just love uh, what you just read. Just... By faith, by faith, by faith, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's what being a believer it's all about. It's having faith that God is going to follow through on his commitment, you know, mm-hmm. and his promises. Um, and, you know, we most of us know the verse that's like, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. It's just knowing that you know that you know, you know, we serve a faithful God. And just having faith that he will fulfill his promises. Um, 
I was just thinking of some of his promises in the Bible. And there's so many awesome promises in the Bible. Like if, if, if you're not familiar, I'm, I'm still learning some of those promises, but you know, just like you're a royal, you're a holy generation, a royal priesthood. Um, I'm the first and not the last. And my God will supply all of my needs Mm -hmm. according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So many promises that, and God is faithful to each one of those promises. So the story of Abraham is just, you know, the, the ultimate example of that, of just, yeah, yeah, it's being faithful. Boy. I love Abraham. Mm-hmm. You got another one? Yeah. So again, just with normal life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the second uh, thing that I have is just faithfulness in friendship. Mm. This is very important, you know. Of course, God puts some some people in our lives for a season and some people were blessed that they're in our life for a lifetime. But no matter whether or not you're, you know, it's a season or a lifetime, just in a friendship in general. Mm-hmm. So the best example of that is is just David and Jonathan in 1 Samuel 19 through 23. Jonathan was the one who was supposed to inherit the throne. Yeah. You know, after after his father, Jonathan was supposed to inherit the throne. But Jonathan recognized that David was called by the Lord. And Jonathan was just so faithful to David and they were faithful to each other. So I just have that, you know, faithful friends support each other no matter what. You know, no matter whether or not you agree with with what someone is doing or you may not understand it, but a faithful friend is someone who, who does support their friend. Yes, you can correct them in love, but I just love the story of, of David and Jonathan of just, you know, them showing their faithfulness through that friendship. Yeah, their friendship goals. If I'm honest, I look at their friendship and I'm like jealous. Yeah. I'm like, yo. <laughs> I mean, I have friends I feel like that are like that now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, their friendship was dope. Like, yeah, you were protecting your friend from your father's wrath. <laughs> For real. And, um, you know, he loved Jonathan and David loved Jonathan as his own soul. And I have friends that I feel thankful that I can say that like now. But if I'm honest, when you say that um, friends are there for a season, some of them, I'd be like, why? <laughs> why are some people only here for a season? Because I hate losing friends. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's a very true statement. But I, I want to be found to be a faithful friend to the ones who are in my life now. Yeah. And I exactly. hope that I, I am. And I pray that that is something that all of us who are Christians strive to because we grow in community mm-hmm. and no man's an island and the most healthy will ever be as if we're in Christian community with others. Yeah. And just like within friendship, I think one thing that's very important is just mm-hmm. like just communication, you mm-hmm. know? Yes, you, you do end up growing apart, but I don't know. I just, I just feel like just knowing that you're at different stages in life, but you're still, you're communicating with each other and just being there for the other person. Yeah. You know, that's the, the story of them. That's something we can apply to to any friendship. Having your yes be your yes and your no be your no. And, and just, I don't know, just being with your word. Just like sticking to your word for yeah, your friend. Yeah. Um, being faithful to your word. Yeah. That's that's a part of it. And yeah. the last one. I see that we both got the last same example. Yay! So, hey, we can double team this one. So, the parable of the three servants or yeah. the parable of the talents, which is found in Matthew 25. Look at that. Look at Jesus. Y- look at Jesus. <laughs> We're reading the same Bible, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you don't got that. Uh, I ain't got um, that. Uh, that... I, don't, I don't know what other Bible. I know. Yo, so one real side note, this probably might not be in it, but I was at Christian's house one day, right? And he gets a mail and he's super excited. It's like these two huge books and they're just like their commentary one is the old testament and one is the new testament and he's like yes it finally came in and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) like i i love christian like i i just love that about him you know just like uh diving into god's word and just embracing you know the i guess the call i should say that that god does have on your life and yeah scary yeah but um I think I'm tired of running, you know, and Mm. that's something that I just like, like I'm done. Like, I just want to be faithful and I know that I'll be happy. I'm not saying happiness is the end goal. I'll be, I'll be content and I'll be Mm. more happy if I'm not running from God. Yeah. So I don't want to be like Jonah. 
spray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying God gonna swallow and be like, yeah. but I don't want to be the person that has to For learn sure. through pain and suffering. So, uh, you know, I just want to be obedient. So, question. I'm, I'm kind of turning this around on oh, you. How, how do you feel now that, you know, you're no longer running away from that calling and you're pursuing, you know, the whole, you're pursuing seminary and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're being faithful, you mm-hmm. know, how has that been as far as like your thought process, your mindset and all of that? How's that, what's changed? Excellent question. I think what's changed for me is that I see things in a different light now. I see mm-hmm. that, um. I don't know. I see that God has had his hand on me this whole time. Yeah. Even through me running away or being rebellious, like I've seen his hand move even in those times. Yeah. So I think when I finally was just like, okay, I'm done running. I'm done denying that this is something I'm interested. It was, I feel like I was just denying it for the sake of denying it, being yeah. stubborn because I'm stubborn. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> do this because everyone else wants me to do this. Yeah. And I don't want to do this because you want me to do it. Yeah. So therefore I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I've learned that in giving of that, um, that stubbornness, I found more freedom. I'm not saying that I haven't like struggled or I still don't struggle with certain things or that I don't have moments where I'm like, is this really what you're calling me to? Because I still have those moments often. Yeah. But I just think that I know that I, not I don't think, I know that I'm on the path that God has me on. If nothing else other than the external factors of what's going on in my personal life, Mm -hmm. my family, and everything else, I feel God is leading me, even in the midst of all these dark things that are going on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, even crazy story. Like, the other day I sang at church. I didn't want to sing. Like, I was so upset, actually, that I got called up to sing. I was like, are you kidding me? I was not (laughs) ready to sing. Yeah. I was walking up to the stage like, all right, God, if you're going to, if I'm going to sing, you're going to have to do this Mm because I'm not in, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Like, I'm not. And I got to the stage and I confessed that. I was like, I wasn't expecting this and I wasn't ready. I was like, just give me a second to prepare my heart. And I started singing and like, it was like God just took over. Like, wow. It was weird. Like, I've never experienced such a fast shift of heart ever. It's just like, oh, I'm stubborn. I'm upset. Oh, wait, I'm not. <laughs> God's correcting me in this moment. And he's touching my heart in this very second. It's weird. Yeah. But it's awesome. Yeah. You know, so that's one example. And then just being more bold. Like, I feel like God's yeah. granted me more boldness in mm. my speech when it comes to um, things that are important, things that are actual of, actually of value. Yeah. And that is a gift from God. And I want to see it continue because mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the most bold person in the world. But if God continues to open my mouth, I'm going to I'm going to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it's kind of changed things. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Wow. The verse comes to mind uh, where it says, you know, if you're faithful in the little things, I will be faithful, you know, in the big things. That's awesome because I see that in your life and and it's great to have that example, uh, you know, uh, for a friend. It's great for me to see Mm -hmm. because that does encourage me and that does motivate me to be faithful in the little things, you know. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And that's another struggle I have because I think we we often want to be just at the end. Yeah. And. Amadis, when she was on, she said, what is the end other than you just have more influence and you having a bigger audience? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, what joy does that bring? You know, like mm-hmm. we need to be faithful in the process. Yeah. And that is something I'm learning right now is just being faithful in the process. What is that process for me? That process for me is going to work. Mm-hmm. That process for me is starting school in two months. That process is for me to be um, honorable to my parents, you know, that process is for me to be a good brother and a good friend and a good uncle. Mm-hmm. And that is what I'm called to be faithful to at this very present moment. Yeah. So I'm going to do those things well in the hopes that the Lord is attentive. And I know he's attentive and I'm not asking for anything. I don't, I'm not going to do it because of him giving yeah. me anything. I want to do it because I want to be obedient. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So back to the parables. Yeah. <laughs> that that actually went it went very well because i think that it's important for us to talk about those things in our own lives yeah and i praise god that you you pointed that out to me it's a blessing to me so thank you Mm -hmm. 
But Matthew um twenty five fourteen through thirty. Do you want to split it up and read it together? Sure. Right, I'll let you start, and I'll just take over where you stop. Okay. All right. It's the parable of the bags of gold or tenants. Again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the one who received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servant returned and settled accounts with them. The man who received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, You entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. The man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went and hit your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I had not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Man. Whoa. 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 Where do you even start? Like, My where goodness. do you even start? This is like the pinnacle. A pinnacles oh, to me yeah. when it comes to um, just faithfulness. Yeah. Because we see that, you know, the guy with five had 10, recreated had 10. The guy with two made out and doubled his and had four. And the guy with one just buried his, his out of fear. Hmm. And my question to everyone listening is, what are you doing with what God's giving you? Oh. You know, like, what are we doing with his word? What are we doing with our lives? What are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our time? Are we being faithful? Yeah, our resources, our money, our relationships. Are we, are we hiding our talents and we, are we hiding what God's given us and we're just burying it in the sand out of fear? You know, that last servant, he was, he was punished because he did not reproduce. He did not Mm -hmm. even at least at the very minimum put his his bank his master's money into a bank to receive some interest like wow you know that is it's crazy you know like i don't know but the plus side you know the faithful servants were rewarded and were given a share in their master's wealth yeah and that is a call that we are all invited to as believers we are as believers, I believe that God is faithful and he will produce the fruit of the spirit in our lives and he will yeah. give us the boldness to go out and to reproduce and to be obedient to his word because God is faithful to his word. And I strongly believe that as believers, there will be a change in our lives that will that will yield results. And it's not going to be the same for everyone. And I think I want to press oh. that because... You know, just because someone's not producing the same amount of fruit as you mm-hmm. or the same type of fruit as you doesn't mean they're not a believer. Yeah. You know, someone may be wrestling with severe anxiety or severe doubts, but they are still a believer mm-hmm. and they are doing God's work in their own way. And I wanted to I wanted to take that verse to encourage someone to say, hey, if your fruit and if your life doesn't look like that of your brothers who is maybe out here evangelizing every day to someone but you're being faithful how God told you to be faithful, then keep it up, you know, keep seeking the Lord, keep pressing in 
and know that God is going to bring work for you to do. You know, he has a good work for all of us to do. Hmm. And just be faithful in the, the lane that God put you in, knowing that he is working. That verse just convicts me so much. Um, just like when you just just reading over it, you know, I wrote this when I was, you know, uh, doing some research and and, you know, it says sometimes faithfulness means abandoning fear and going for it. It's so easy to just be so fearful, fearful of I think it's more so fearful of what other people may think or how they will perceive us. Mm. You know, a lot of the times we're just, we're fearful, like, oh, if I open my mouth and I say this, or if I do this, how am I going to be perceived? But faithfulness is abandoning those fears, right? Yeah. God's word says, perfect love casts out all fears. So it's it's really just convicting to me because like how I I need to make sure that and and be mindful of how I'm spending my time and my energy and, and what am I fearful of? You know, there's been so many times and instances where the Lord has, has told me to, to do something or to open my mouth and speak with someone or, you know, to use my, I, I love people. I'm a people person. That's one of the, the talents that God has given me, just like my personality, mm-hmm. you know, to use that so that I can, I can impact the kingdom of God so that I can sow into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I haven't be- always been obedient to that. So I don't know, just, just this is, it's really convicting the, the, the parable of the talents, being mindful of how, how I'm spending my time, how I'm spending my resources. It's just, you know, I just want to encourage all of us to be mindful of that. You know, our time here is, it's fading, you know, tomorrow is not promised to anyone. You know, I know that just like went to a whole nother level, but it's not promised and we're called to be faithful in the little things. And I'm so glad that you mentioned Christian, like your fruit isn't going to look like someone else's fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the times we try to beat ourselves up by comparing ourselves to to others and saying, well, my walk doesn't look like, like his walk. My walk doesn't look like your walk. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's not going to be the same comparison. It, it kills and it can really hinder you and it can really stop you from living to the potential that God has for you. You know, faithful, faithfulness is follows through. So I just want to encourage, you know, everyone that's listening and myself to just follow through on the promises of God. Um, and know that we serve a faithful God, that he's already equipping you. You know, if he's called you to something, he's He's going to equip you Yes. to it. So That just know. touched me because, Lord, yeah. mercy, I'm like, why are you calling me to this? <laughs> what does this even mean? But he's going to equip. Yeah. He, he doesn't call. He doesn't call us to failure, you know? Yeah. And that is something I have to remind myself, and I pray that I can be encouraging to others. Like she just said, I'm just going to repeat it. If he calls you to it, he's going to equip you. He's going to give you what you need to be successful. And we're not to worry about how he's going to do anything in our lives. We're just to move forward in obedience. And that is like, that's it. You know, that's Mm -hmm. it. Point blank period. We're not to worry about it. We're to cast it on the Lord Mm -hmm. and to just walk forward in obedience and be faithful to what he's called us to. In uh, several books I've read, it's uh, it's just it's been said God doesn't call the equip; He equips the call. So just know that you are equipped. God has given you every tool that you need. We're not to walk in fear; we're to walk in love, and know that, you know, we have the fruits of the spirit. We have all of these things. Mm. Just you know, we have love, we have peace, faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, and God has equipped each and every one of us you know for for the task that he has for each and each and every one of us absolutely absolutely did you have anything else you want to add the last thing when i was uh researching faithfulness uh, my favorite hymn of all time is great is thy faithfulness right i just love that hymn so much um i grew up uh, my grandfather was um was a I want to say a Methodist pastor what I didn't know that yeah <laughs> um but anyway so like we grew up on hymns and so I wanted to just understand the story behind this greatest thy faithfulness hymn and I'm here thinking like oh my gosh it's gonna be like this awesome story which it's like it's so cool so the guy 
who wrote Great is Thy Faithfulness, Thomas um, Chisholm. I'm just, I'm going to read a little bit of what I found instead of me trying to explain it. Um, so Thomas Chisholm wrote Great is Thy Faithfulness as a testament to God's faithfulness through his very ordinary life. Born in a log cabin in Franklin, Kentucky, Chisholm became a Christian when he was 27 and entered the ministry when he is 36, though poor health forced him to retire just after one year. During mm. the rest of his life, Chisholm spent many years living in New Jersey and working as a life insurance agent. Wow. Still, even with a desk job, he wrote nearly 1,200 poems throughout his life, including several published hymns. Chisholm explained towards the end of his life, my income has not been large at any time due to impaired health in, my, in the earlier years, which has followed me on until now. Although I must not fail to record here the unfailing faithfulness of a covenant-keeping God Amen. and that he has given me many wonderful displays of his providing care, for which I am filled with astonishing gratefulness. But yeah, so that's just... It's just so amazing because, like, this this hymn, it's a guy who lived such a simple life, but he acknowledged that God is just such a faithful God. You know, I was I was honestly expecting this epic story. Like, when, <laughs> I was like, I want to know the story behind it. And it was just, like, such a simple story. Yeah. But, you know, even though he had challenges, you know, he, he was only able to be in the ministry for a year, but he didn't negate wow. God's faithfulness like God he still recognized that in the little things God was still faithful yeah. so I just thought that was so awesome this hymn of just you know God's faithfulness Amen. so yeah that's that's it that being said being faithful is not an easy thing but we see that it is very rewarding even if we are not the ones to reap the reward on this side hmm. for example with um, Abraham's promise, another person, the reason I love him, we are still to be obedient. Our obedience is still required. Hebrews eleven thirteen says, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. So my encouragement, final encouragement, you know, is... Be faithful, even if the promise that you may think is for you, it may be for the next generation. Hmm. We have to be faithful because this world, at least in America, is not becoming more godly. We're becoming more pagan-like. So it's up to us, you know, those who are believers and who take the scripture serious to continue on the path that has been started before us. You know, we are to be faithful so that we can continue to see the Lord bring many souls to Christ. That is our responsibility. So we might wrestle through staying on the path that the Lord has placed us on, but with the help of the faith that is given through the Holy Spirit, we can endure. Yeah. And I have a last question for you. Okay. And I'll answer it as well. Okay. So how has God shown himself to be faithful to you recently? Oh, Oh, ah, oh, that's a good question, Christian. My gosh. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> that's such a good question because um, I guess this is something that I'm honestly still going through. If I had to be 100% honest, mm -hmm. not 99% honest. 100. <laughs> um, I don't know. So I went through just a a period of discouragement where something that I thought was, was not. And I was just really discouraged about it and just kind of really took it hard. And I remember talking to Christian on the phone and I, I asked him, I was like, how do you handle discouragement? And he sent me actually the, the podcast on peace. And just listen to that podcast of you and you and Nate, I believe, of just that that was like the first step. But I, I don't know. So how God has shown himself faithful to me, it's just reminding me of his promises, but also putting people in my life 
that remind me of his promises. You know, I was really encouraged by that, you know, and just, you know, the verses like my peace I give to you, you know, not of this world give do I give, let not your heart be troubled. Just reminding myself of that. And then through several instances, you know, I just was constantly reminded of God's promises through podcasts I would listen to, through services I would go to at church. And so the the more that I focused on that, the more that I focused on the Lord, my church even had 21 days of prayer and fasting. I was just really reminded and I saw God being faithful. My discouragement turned into, into joy. What I was discouraged about of what was bothering me before, it, it no longer bothers me. And just knowing that God is faithful to his promises. You know, God has very specific promises for me. And and sometimes I personally tend to forget that. And I, I tend to work in my own strength. Mm-hmm. So I, I've just been reminded of that, of God's promises, you know, to wait upon the Lord. You know, one of the verses that through this time I really cling to is like, those that, that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. That's maybe a little vague, but it's probably because I'm honestly still going through it. But just through like different instances, people that God has put in my life, I've been reminded of these promises. And and that's just how God has proved himself faithful. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I feel similarly to you is that God has proved himself faithful through others, um, their encouragement to me. And it's always been timely. Like mm-hmm. I have friends who have been going through things and they were like, Hey, let me tell you what's happened. And God has like been showing us the same things at the same time. It's like, Oh wow. I'm literally learning that right now. Like what yeah. the heck? <laughs> so I think, you know, that has been amazing. Like God's timing has been on point point. Yeah. and walking through just everything that's going on with the brother of mine um, has been, it's been so timely. Mm. Everything that, um, that has been going on, like as far as the encouragement I've been getting and knowing that when I look back in retrospect, a lot of the things, decisions I've made, um, I felt, some of them I felt, you know, very incompetent about, Mm. but now looking forward, it's like, oh, I think I was being protected. So it's like knowing that God was faithful to me, even in my indecisiveness (laughs) has been amazing. And I, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for friends that have been Unfortunately, going through stuff, but all of us are encouraging each other through our trials and learning some of the same lessons. And that is amazing. Like God is timely and all of those things. It's cool to see when your friends come out of trials, but it's also a blessing and a privilege when you're able to pray with each other through similar trials or even very different trials. So that's how God has been faithful. So kind of similar. That's awesome. One thing to add, you know, speaking of friends, so one of my best friend in the whole wide world actually both of my best friends live in different countries we've been able to really encourage each other in god's word Mm -hmm. this is you know someone that where i can go to and just like be a hundred percent honest with and and because you know she's gone through something similar Mm -hmm. she's able to encourage me but not just that we started doing a devotional on the bible app where Mm -hmm. we're both we we take time we both read it and then we we talk about it Mm -hmm. it's really cool to have those people where you can encourage each other in god's word and we can turn to god's word and be like okay this is my opinion but what does god's word say yeah yeah so that's awesome those Um, are the sweetest friendships yeah like, I, I find that the friends that I'm like that with are, like, there's something about them that are they're better than any type of friendship you can have. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's soul binding in yeah. many ways. It's like, man, like, I'm relying on the God in you mm-hmm. to help me through this. And it's not like you're relying on the person. No, it's like, I see God, I see godliness in your life. Yeah. And I, I want that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's encouraging, you know? So, I say everyone who is strive or seeking community like that find it ask god for it and i believe that god will provide in his timing you know he mm-hmm. provides all things in his timing yeah so i and i don't think he wants any of us to go through this stuff alone no so definitely look around you for community you know look for it and if you don't have it ask for it and be very intentional about seeking it out yeah yeah so that basically wraps up this episode thank you joanna for joining and 
Thank you for all the work that you put in. I'm glad that you were able to enjoy, you know, the research you. and for your time. Thank you so much, Christian. Yeah. You are dope.com. I appreciate it. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> so the next episode is going to be on gentleness. So come back and check out the episode on gentleness. Peace. Mm-hmm.